0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Broken to Beautiful podcast. I am your host, Tressa, and welcome back to season two. I have enjoyed being um, in a space where I can take a little bit of a break, but I missed it. I must say this feels good and I am so grateful to be able to share this new podcast with you guys. It is definitely one of my favorite blog posts that I have posted. It was, um, as I was going back, I noticed that it was one of my first five blog posts that I posted, and I must say that it was truly um, a word from the Lord. As I was going back and looking at some of the old posts and listening to the podcast, I can truly see God's hand in all of them and i pray that this blesses you as much as it blessed me when i received this word as well as every time i think about it and every time i go back to it so this blog post was called the pursuit of busyness and this one talks about how our life can be so busy Um, Men and women alike, we wear many different hats. Mothers, fathers, husbands and wives, daughters, sisters. Um, We're employees and bosses and the list goes on. And every single relationship that we have takes a little bit more from us and requires a little bit more time out of our day. And we are naturally busy individuals. And sometimes we just have to take a break. And I felt like as I was planning the podcast for the next few months, I was like, this is perfect. I'm coming off of taking a break and I'm talking about busyness. (laughs) And, And I definitely did need the break. But do we sometimes think about, why we take on so many things. What is the reason that we always have to say yes to things? We're signing up for every committee and we're embarking on every new thing and we want to continue to keep ourselves busy. Well, I definitely can identify. During this time, I thought about a a time in my life where I was in a perpetual state of being busy. I worked two jobs at one time and I was living at home with my mom and I didn't really have to work two jobs, but I did. Um, During a course of time when I left the second job, I got another job at my full-time job and I worked so much overtime. There were certain times in the year where I would go in at like 5 30 in the morning and I wouldn't get off until around eight o'clock that night. And I had a 30 minute commute. And so I was always busy. Um, then I went to another job and I worked 10 hour days. Sometimes I would work six days a week, and even on that Saturday, I would work whole days. Um I was just busy every single day. I had something to do when I got off from work. I got to a place where I was so busy and I had so many different things to do that I had to buy a planner. I was a Girl Scout troop leader. I did things at church, um, and I was always trying to, you know, be there, you know, with my family. This was shortly after my brother had passed away, so I had so many different things that I was doing, and then I got laid off. So I went from a perpetually busy state in my life to not having anything to do. The extent of my life during the time that I was laid off was looking for jobs like it was my job, going on interviews like it was my job, or if I didn't have an interview or something planned, then I would go to the gym or go for a walk or maybe try a new recipe or something. But I just felt so unproductive because I wasn't busy anymore. But how many of you know that busy doesn't always equate to productive? It does not. (laughs) So during that time that I was laid off, it gave me plenty of time to think. And I thought about why I always took on extra responsibilities, always took on extra hours at work and extra tasks. And I came up with the conclusion that I was struggling with my identity. I had a need to be needed. And that's pretty toxic because it's basically covering up your deficiencies by always feeling like you need to rescue someone else, always feeling like you need to be um, in a space where you're helping someone else. And that was a very sobering revelation. And sometimes we can keep ourselves busy because we feel that we are what we do. Typically, when you ask someone, tell me about yourself, the first thing that comes up is what they do. It's not usually who they are. They first establish the titles and the accolades. And then they'll go on as you talk later and talk about who they are as a person, who they are at their core. During this time, I just felt like I always had a title. I was always a part of something. So what was I going to tell people now? And I just felt like my identity was my jobs or my activities. And I wanted to be needed but I didn't want to have to need anyone else. And I was definitely in a space where I could have utilized those people that I was always there for, but I wanted to be the one that they came to. I did not want to be the one that needed them in return. So during this time, I realized that I what I was doing by the perpetual busyness was that I was drowning out the things that I had no desire to face. I didn't have time for emotions when my planner was full. I had things to do. I had moves to make. Um, I even remember saying during one time, an emotional moment that I don't have time to cry. And we've already talked about the fact that I have an issue with crying. (laughs) And that's something that I do need to work on. But aside from the fact that I don't like to do it, To say that I don't have time to actually feel an emotion, y'all, that was toxic. So right there in that barren place when I didn't have anything else to do, I didn't have anywhere else to go, I had plenty of time for God to show me who I was and to show me that my identity was in him and that I don't have to fill my life with work and activities and all kinds of other things to feel important. I don't have to overcompensate to feel successful because I have a fear of failure. We are all so much more than just titles and activities that we are a part of and our accolades. And even with those things, we can still feel empty and stagnant. And it happens. I was always exhausted and I was always still feeling like I was doing too much. But those things can end up being hindrances of our life and of our time and of the true things that we're called to do, especially if they're not endorsed by God. I wanted to look the part But I had so many internal issues that I needed to work on, but I didn't have time to focus on them. And one of the things that I said in that particular blog was, I was busy and bleeding. That's crazy. I was busy and bleeding. I had so many internal issues that needed to be taken care of, but I hid them by doing things. I was reading a book called Without Rival by Lisa Bevere and one of the things that touched my soul was when she said, God asked her, did she want to look fruitful or did she want to be fruitful? That is an amazing question. There is a difference. Looking fruitful to me is for people. But being fruitful is for God to use you to reach people. And God gives us identity through His Word. He tells us that we're the solid the earth. The world has flavor and substance because we serve Him. He tells us that we're victorious. He says that we are King's kids, that we are intricately made to be His glory carriers. He tells us that we're fearfully and wonderfully made so that each one of us brings something different to his kingdom. And this is who we are outside of all of the extracurricular activities. That's what truly matters. And that is what stands even in breakups, layoffs, divorces, disappointment, or loss. It's one thing to know who you are, but it's a totally different thing to embody it. So one of my favorite parts of this blog was when I get to talk about two ladies in the Bible. So this is a little Bible study talk. So this is the story of Martha and Mary. And this is found in Luke 10, 38 through 42 and John 12, 2 through 7. And Mary and Martha are sisters. And they were set to host Jesus and his disciples for dinner when they came through the city. So Martha was in the kitchen and she was cooking and she was preparing for the visit. Like us, of course, the food wasn't ready when her guests got there, but she was preparing and Mary decided that she wanted to sit at the feet of Jesus. Well, She was gleaning and she was listening to his words and she was sitting there and she was captivated. But Martha was not happening. She was like, "Um, so Jesus, you just gonna let her sit there and listen to you while I am doing all the work? I'm trying to prepare this food for you and sis is just sitting there chilling like there's nothing left to do. Make her come and help me. Jesus basically replied to her, Martha, you worried about the wrong thing. Mary actually has the right idea. What I got from this was that Martha wanted to please Jesus, the man of flesh, but Mary wanted to please his spirit man. Martha wanted to serve him with food and hospitality, but Mary wanted to serve him with her sacrifice. Martha wanted to look fruitful, but Mary was actually being fruitful. So I can understand that in this world that we live in, we typically tend to look up to the Marthas. The Marthas, we think of a boss. We think she's handling things and we just think she's just doing what a woman is supposed to do. And she kind of made Mary look a little unproductive to me because she was irritated that Mary was sitting still, or so she thought. Jesus proved to her that there is power in being still. We definitely don't need to neglect our activities and the things that we have to do, but we still need to learn to be still and to listen to what God has to say. Martha's only reward, Was that she would be able to tell her homegirls that she cooked for Jesus. But Mary gave a sacrifice. She listened. She was prepared for, she prepared him for his sacrifice for us later on in the Bible. And she had the right idea. And her reward was everlasting. One of the things that I always get. From spending time with God is the questions. God asks questions. And just like I spoke about Lisa Brevere saying that God asked her a question of, did she want to look fruitful or be fruitful? There are so many things that we can learn and we can get from spending quality time with God and sitting at his feet and just listening and not always having to talk. There's so much that we can get from God. We get answers to questions. We can get revelation on certain things and situations. Some of us, we can't get what we need because we won't sit still. We pray and then we hop up. But sometimes we need to make the time to just sit still. There are times when there are questions that come up. And they're very valid questions. And I'm pretty sure you guys have heard me say before that um, there have been many times where questions have come up for me. And I definitely believe that that is God's way of working things out through me, challenging me, challenging my thought processes. And it's because I try my hardest to leave space to hear from him, even when I'm doing daily tasks. Even though I do sometimes make the time to sit and to just listen, there are some moments where there are questions that come up. And the other day I was listening to a sermon and Dr. Matthew Stevenson, um, he said, the quickest way to get healed is to be asked the right questions. There's no other person that can ask a question that can get to the root of your issue other than God. And so spending time and sitting still and being in the presence of God brings so much healing. It brings so much clarity and it frees you from the pressures of all of the things that are going on around you. I'm pretty sure that it's a busy time for everyone and especially at work, Um, at school and with the pressures of, of things that are going on around us, that is a safe place for us. And it's definitely a safe place for me. It takes my mind off of all of the other pressures of the world. So I encourage you to take the time and sit still. We no longer have to fill our lives with things that make us look the part. There's nothing wrong with being a part of things and saying yes to obligations or just being busy, but make sure you check your motives. If you're doing it to get special recognition and approval from others or to prove something to someone that probably doesn't even care (laughs) or just to look fruitful, you have the wrong idea. So we have to ask God to make us fruitful for him. Whatever it is that we produce, whether it's at work or church or organization, we should want it to look like God. One of the things that I said to one of my friends when she was talking to me about what I was doing with the blog and everything, and I said, when you're truly doing something that is endorsed by God, it looks like him. But when you're doing it for yourself and out of your own selfish pleasures, then it looks like us. When things look like God, they look like excellence because that's what he represents. They look like perfection, even though we know that it's not all the way perfect. They look like his glory. But when they look like us, they look flawed because we're flawed individuals. They don't look quite put together. It looks like something is missing. Because we're always forgetting things in our own strength. But when we sit still and we sit at his feet and we spend time with him and allow him to pour out his love, wisdom and healing and peace to us, we can do anything. We can perform those tasks that we need to perform. We can have clarity. We can walk in discernment. And we can let we can understand and know what task we need to take on and what task we need to leave behind. He will let us know if we present those things to him. I am so grateful that I have graduated from that type of person. Now I'm the type of person that says, "Do you if you need me, then that's cool. But if you don't, that is absolutely fine. (laughs) I will be just fine at home, sitting on my couch, wrapped up in my blankets. I'm totally fine with that. I don't have to be in a space where I'm needed. If you need me to assist you with something, I am definitely there. But if you let me know that you don't, I am totally fine with it. And I used to have a fear of missing out type situation. Like I really did want to help other people. And I really did want to be a savior in essence, but God had to convict me of that and let me know I am not a savior. And there are some times where you just have to pray people along the way (laughs) and let them handle it because there's always some, if you say no, there's always someone else that they have in the shoot that they can have to say yes. So let's, Definitely make sure that we pray about those things that we're doing and the things that we're taking on. Check our motives. And if it's to draw attention or if it's to get some type of special recognition, listen, no one can give you recognition like God. Just like with the story of Mary and Martha, The reward that Mary had after sitting at the feet of God was everlasting. I'm sure she got all kinds of wisdom. I'm sure she got all kinds of knowledge and revelation about things that were going on in the present and in the future, because that's the type of God he is. And that's what we get when we spend time with him. So that is everlasting. No one else's recognition is going to be greater or higher than that of God. No one else's reward is going to be greater than that of God. So I encourage you to make room for him. Learn to slow down and check your motives before you're taking on a task. Understand that we are so much more than what we do. It's okay to want to be a boss. It's okay to want to secure the bag. But once we spend time with God and we get revelation and we get healing, we don't have to work so hard. He will show us what to do. He will direct us. He would guide us. And if we submit our ways to him, he would allow us to be able to do things with ease. I pray that we don't allow our identity to come from anyone else other than our creator. And that we will be able to walk in power from what we receive from the encounter that we have with God. I pray that this was a blessing to you, just as it was a blessing to me. And I definitely had to learn the skill of sitting still. And that was something that we all have probably experienced, especially with the pandemic. Um, We have all experienced having to chill out just a little bit. But what we do with that time is very important. So the chill out time is not just to binge watch things on Netflix and Hulu. It is... Time that you should take to spend time with God. That time is priceless. Spending time in his presence is amazing. You find out so many great things about yourself and about others. And he is always there to listen. He is always there to speak if we make ourselves available to hear what he has to say. So I pray that this month you will take some time to be like Mary. I understand that we have so many moments where we have to be in Martha mode, but take some time to be like Mary and to just sit at his feet, spend time in prayer, spend time in worship, spend time just listening. I know that feels a little weird sometimes because it definitely feels a little weird to me at moments, but there are moments where I can definitely feel him saying I need to you just need to sit down and you just need to listen and each and every time that I have those types of moments I get up with so much more than I had before I sat down. So I encourage you to make room for him in whatever way it is that you need to make room take you a journal, write down what he says, because you'll need to go back. Because when he gives us a word, he gives us a word that will edify us in the moment. And it's a word that we can go back to look at in the future. So I thank you all so much. I am so excited to be back. And I'm so excited to share so many more wonderful things with you um, in the coming months with the podcast and with the blogs. So you guys have a wonderful month. Stay safe, please, and be blessed.